0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 41 of SEO Tales. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to say no to certain clients. And I feel like saying no is a very important thing in business and in life in general. Um, You know, know, have you seen the, the film Yes Man where the guy just says yes to absolutely everything and you kind of see the effect that has over time? And, you know, saying no is one of these things where sometimes it's tricky because you might be in a certain situation where, you know, someone's got quite a quite an attractive offer on the line. But, you know, deep down that it's it might not be in your best interests or this, that and the other. So, Craig, wh- tell me about situations where you've said no and kind of what that was about and sort of why you said no and how that made you feel, I suppose. And talk me for a bit about an experience you've had.
1: Um, so back when I was running my agency, I initially set out and in my head, so the thought process in my head was I need to turn over x amount of money to stay afloat. So let's say that figure was 10k a month to pay all my overhead staff, wages, tools and everything else. So if someone dropped out and I was down to £9,000 a month, and obviously we were still getting inquiries coming in, people would come and say, Craig, I want SEO. And uh, we would take that on, you know, whether it was a £300 a month client or a £600 a month client, it really didn't matter because the goal was to get that £10,000 turnover figure to, to stay afloat. So <coughs> that was the forefront of me building my agency was a figure um, now what I very quickly well not very quickly actually it took me years to figure this out but um, I figured out that I actually had a lot of clients but they were the wrong type of clients they were a massive drain on the resources that I had available They they had crazy expectations and uh, I was servicing that because my back was against the wall and I needed that money to, to survive in business. And is that the wrong type of thing? Yes, it is. Now I know that you don't want to have like five clients uh, or, or three clients paying you, you know, your pretty all of your overheads, because if one drops off, it could eventually run to into you know having to lose staff and whatnot. So I get that you do need, you know, probably 10 clients, um, you know, and they're all 10% of your business, so that if one does drop out, it's not a disaster. But for me, it was high volume, low uh, margins and all that kind of stuff. And that's the way most people figure it out when they are are doing things. When they start out in SEO, you've got this imposter syndrome. You go in low just to make sure you get the guy's money and you do all of that stuff. Now, <coughs> after you know years of experience, what I found was the guys that paid the least amount of money were the ones making the most amount of noise and giving me the most amount of hassle and needed the most amount of handholding. So for me, you have to draw, you know, you have to make up guidelines between you and the client, what type of communication they want, and you need to charge accordingly for it, or you have to say no to that type of client. We've all had a client there, where well, that client has exhausted your brains to the point where you're going to freak out and, you know, <laughs> have a nervous breakdown. And uh, clients always, you know, local plumbers, local builders and everything. They think that two or 300 bucks a month is a big budget. The reality is it's not a big budget, you can't do a whole lot for that, you're not going to get the scalability. And these are not real businessmen. These are just run run of the mill, uh, you know, freelancers, if you like, Um, and they don't understand business, they don't understand the value of paying for good marketing. And they they see it as a noose around their neck. So you've got to say no to that type of person. And for me, that was a hard learning curve.
0: Yeah, I think as well, the the point that you're mentioning where it's like it can be very easy starting off to want to take on loads of clients or to, because, you know, you, you just think of the, the kind of big picture in your head is just the dollar signs. But, you know, there's so many things that can take a toll on you as well. Like, you know, having to deal with, uh, if it's a lot of handholding or a lot of you know clients asking for too many things or they consistently pest you, you know that can take a toll like on you mentally as well and physically. Like you can get tired from that stuff. You can end up, you know, the outputs that you that you have might end up being you know, to a less uh, degree in the sense that you might end up producing work that isn't as good as you want it to be just because you're being kind of run down by a bunch of different clients, but. You know, I think when, when it comes to saying no, um, it, it's it's the case where you really do need to weigh up the the bigger picture and that it's not just the dollar signs, but also being smart about, like you were saying, how a client can be, uh, you know, you don't want one client to be the make or break of your business. I think that's the kind of key point here so that you don't want to be in a position where you've got a client that's you know, accounting for 65% of your um, turnover, and as soon as they leave, then that's that, and you've got a, a massive gap to fill, um, and that can be very stressful as well. And the point you're mentioning about losing workers, um, and, and you don't really want that, um, and and essentially as well, like, have you ever found that you've said no to someone just because of the the kind of demands, like even before you hire them as a client? Because I mean, you know, I've I've had cases where. I've turned down jobs when I kind of get, I, I just get an idea if something's going to be too much, um, like they're going to want too much and they're not really uh, seeing the value. And there's all sort of these different indicators, I guess, that kind of pop off in my head when I'm trying to decide whether or not a client's a good fit. So what what's your kind of thought process behind that and, and saying no, maybe before a client becomes a client? Yeah, I think that's a smart thing to do. As you see, sometimes you can just feel it and
1: in, in, in the way that they're emailing you or talking to you, you're just like, this is just going to be way, 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 way too much. Um, and the way I kind of break it down to the client is, listen, I can do the job for you as a service, report to you once a month, that's it. If you want to speak to me for an hour, you want to pick my brains there's a training course or an hourly consultancy rate. you can do that. And the clock's ticking in your time, not mine. Um, If you want to run things past me again, that would be consultancy. It's not an all-in-one SEO service where you give them training, you give them guidance, you give them education to try and make them understand it. That is not what it's all about. And, and, you know, if you're working with low margins and all that kind of stuff, you know, if a guy comes to you with a budget and you're sitting there going, I have no chance with that budget really. Um, is there any point in taking on that headache and even trying it? That's that's the way I look at it. And as you say, I think after a while of doing it, you can kind of pick up certain things from certain people, just the way they speak and the, you know, the, the, the sort of things that they say, and you're just like, man, you're not not gonna be a good fit for me. And the most successful people, um, you know, that clients that I've worked with in the past. I've always been the guys that just let me crack on and and they understand it as a business. The ones that fall off after month two or month three are the ones who are simply not giving the SEO a chance. And going back to that agency situation, um, you know, when I had the agency, if I was to sit down and calculate the output of work that was done against the hand-holding, reporting, and just generally humoring people who felt it was okay to just see Craig, come in and see you in the office. Yeah, you can took two and a half hours to get them back out the bloody office, because they wanted to talk about how good the business was and how good all the visions were. I couldn't give a crap about any of that stuff. And um, that that's the reality of it. Um, you know, I wanted to play around with SEO and do things. I don't want to be sitting talking garbage. So the output in my agency was very, very minimal, because I allowed the clients to trample All over the top of me and in turn I wasn't able to service the clients properly my own skill level was starting to deteriorate and because I wasn't getting enough time to learn or play or test things I wasn't getting enough time to to look on the forums and and and, you know back in the day when I was learning forums was a big thing Um, and just talking to guys online in general so I think uh, you know you you can smell it a mile away and uh, and eventually I think most good SEOs eventually just try and say no to clients full stop because and why do they do that? It's because of the amount of hassle, hand-holding, education, time suck that goes on with clients and if you don't build that out to them per hour, they ain't going to stop. So if you say to them, listen, it's a hundred bucks an hour. If you want to sit and talk shit to me, I'll talk to you all day. Talk to you for ten hours a day if you want but the clock's ticking in your um, on your bank card, um, rather than that clock ticking in your bank card where time is money for you as a business. And that's the way you need to flip it in its head. And you need to have the confidence and the bollocks to do that. Um, and people will eventually say, oh, Jesus, I never really thought of that. Or I'm so sorry for wasting your time. You wouldn't go into another man's business, you know, whether that was a car mechanic or anything else, and sit and grill them the way that people want to grill marketing people now if you look at the bigger agencies they do they charge a premium and people always say oh agencies are dear as hell and all that stuff so probably quite rightly so because they're charging appropriately for the management and the 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 service level that they're promising and if you want the whole going in and having a whiteboard day and all that stuff you know rattling off ideas and all that stuff pay for it Don't expect it for three or four hundred bucks a month, though. So clients' expectations are just unrealistic, um, in my opinion. And as I say, you can smell that right away um, from people.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, you know, managing expectations is one thing as well. But I feel like there comes a point where you need to just always try and make the right decision for you as opposed to you know you can call it selfish but at the end of the day you know you're the one who's doing the work so you're going to be at the forefront of you know whether it's implementing whatever it is the client wants done or if it's you know consulting giving advice you need to be always kind of owning your time and know exactly how you want to spend that time um so i think you know saying no is just part of how you're able to manage that it's almost just like housekeeping you know you kind of you can say no to someone because if you know that having that on board is going to take up more of your time and it means you'll end up being less productive overall, then it's worthwhile definitely saying no. And I don't feel like you should feel bad about it as well. Like I guess some people might feel bad about saying no because a lot of people don't like saying no, and I think that's just the reality of it. You know, that's that psychology. A lot of people, a lot of humans, just don't like saying no to others. Um, but I think at the end of the day, like you were saying, and it's a great way to phrase it you know it is business you're not going to go into you're not going to go to an electrician and then just sit with him for two hours and start asking about different types of wires and, you know it's not how it's going to work they want to get the job done um, to fulfill what they're being paid for and I suppose um, you know if, if that means that you can say to a client well you know, if you want to, you just make it so obvious and say, well, look, if you do want this, I'll bill you for it. And it's going to come out of the, the time in which I'm servicing you. But, you know, if you really want the results that you're after this thing, this wouldn't be the best approach. Um, and using the time, especially if it's on a lower, lower budget um, yeah. as well. So, you know, you've got you just sometimes got to say no, really.
1: <laughs> as if you don't. And these guys got you. Where you they want you, they they take full advantage. That that is just the sad reality of it. People will push you and squeeze you as hard as they can to get as much value out of you as they can, and if that means rinsing the backside off you, then you know business is business, and that that's how it goes. So it's up to you as an individual to stand up and have a backbone and be counted, and uh, you know. No one really likes a yes man um, unless you're a client that's just taking the piss. Um, you know, of course, you're going to like a yes man and someone that, that that will let you push them around. But the reality is, you know, sometimes when I've had debates with clients and, and, and you know, and it's maybe turned into a bit of an argument and stuff, we've always been able to work around it. And the clients always went, oh, I'm so sorry. Why didn't you say and all that stuff? So a lot of times it's not the client actually taking the piss. They just don't know where the boundaries are. And uh, again, that's up to you to educate them how this game works, how this game's played, and what those boundaries and service level agreements are. And uh, that's up to you. But I think that's where I probably went wrong. I didn't document that stuff from the get go. You know, a lot of the clients were small clients. They grew with me as a business. There was no contracts, no nothing. It was just you know, it was what it was um, and it was great, you know, I had some great, great clients from it um, but also, as I say, I had those guys that lasted two or three months, they were on the phone calling me all sorts of names, telling me I was crap at what I'd done and I told them that they were going to rank within three or four weeks, which I would never do but we all get that as we, well. well, somebody said, uh, no one said, you know, we eventually had uh, Vo- VoIP phones installed in the office and basically, the reason for the VoIP phones is one, it was cheaper. Two, every call is recorded, so um, you can go back and listen. And I get, and you know, people would phone up and say, "Oh, that person said that." You know, I'd be ranking in three or four weeks, and you're like, "No, they didn't." He'd be like, "I can assure you, it did." Pull the recording, listen to it, and you're like, it clearly didn't, meet. There's a copy of the recording to piss off and stop wasting my time. Um, because, you know, as an SEO, we all know it doesn't take three or four weeks to rank well. Um, you know, three or four weeks, you'll get your citations done, probably audit the website, clean some stuff up, and maybe map out your keyword strategy, content strategy. Um, that's month one and in a lot of cases. You know, there's a lot of tweaking and researching and cleaning things up. Um, so for anyone to think they're going to rank in a competitive niche within three or four weeks is deluded. Um, but they still come back to you and say, but such and such said so. And you're just like, no, they didn't. Like, why Why are you lying? Um, and uh, that was a common one. You know, people used to fall off um, after month one or month two. I think there's a hurdle there. If you can get a client over month three or month four and you can start to show them progress Things do get easier though, um, and I get that some people the backs are against the wall, and sometimes you just got to suck that up and uh, take those clients just to make ends meet. Um, I was that guy, and uh, I had to do it, but I had to give it a bit of a fight as well um, <laughs> to to try and allow myself some time to be able to do some work. So, um, just you know, don't always say no to clients. Um, I mean, it is wise to say no to certain clients. We all know that. But if you can't say no, set boundaries and rules.
0: Yeah, I think with the boundaries, Ben, it's something you pointed out because you said you didn't have any contracts. And like, if I, if for anyone who's watching this, that's the, whether you're agency, freelance, whatever, you know, get contracts made and actually dictate exactly what you will and will not do um, for that client because that will save you so much hassle, especially if you get some people who might really really try and push their luck and try and i don't know sue you or some shift they're not getting whatever i mean you know that it's not happened to me personally but i think when you've got these contracts and they're signed they should outline exactly what the the kind of boundaries are essentially yeah. and and when yeah
1: listen i've had clients that you know we were doing seo for and we also designed them a website and set up the emails and all that stuff But these people basically thought we were an IT support department. Um, So when their emails didn't work because they stupidly changed phones or changed computers, they were phoning up and expecting us to resolve that. Um, You know, they were also expecting as part of their SEO that we would go and add, you know, design elements to their website, not realizing that that was a cost. They think that you're just the overall IT guy, if you like, that's how uneducated some of the clients are. So that's where that is so vital to say, we will do your SEO, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll do that. But there are applicable charges, you know, for website redesign, um, or even just like an hourly rate for web changes. Um, email support, of course you can give it um, if you want to, but again, it needs to be charged for because you're going on TeamViewer, you know, you're getting a whole load of pissing around and all that stuff. I, I started out in a local business center and we picked up quite a lot of local clients from there every five minutes, my door would be chapping. Oh, I've got a new phone and I can't get my emails working and all that. Like they're coming in, but you know, when I'm sending them, they're not going out and all that. And you're just like, fuck. Um, So people just do assume that um, of people in this industry, they think you do everything. And uh, that's where, again, it's just lack of education on their part. But By the same token, you wouldn't get an electrician to your house and then start asking them to to do plumbing work um, because they'll just tell you where to go to fuck right off and that is all all there is to it. Um, And if we were to say that to a customer, you're going to get branded the bad guy and all that stuff, you know, crap at your job and all that. So just be realistic if you're a customer.
0: Yeah, be realistic. But again, from the supply side, just, you know, if you didn't get it from the title of the video, it's like, you know, it's all right to say no to, to certain people given circumstances. So, you know, hopefully you take that on board um, when it comes to, you know, dealing with clients in general um, and any kind of future endeavor you've got, whether it's business or even if it's, you know, personal life. Sometimes it's important to say no to people. But um, yeah, I think we can wrap this episode up. So thanks a lot for watching episode 41 of SEO tells. We'll be back next week with another episode so please remember to like the video and subscribe um to both our channels that would be very much appreciated and we'll catch you next week cheers, cheers.